back to the Recharge podcast. That is Recharge with a capital E-D. I am one of your hosts, Jessica. And I am another host, Nathan. And I'm Nicole. How's not the going? last host no, this time. No, not this the time. Last that was, I loved that. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Oh, you know. Living the life. Living the life. Yeah. Living the dream. Jessica started her classes this week for Dr. Jessica. Oh, I did. How's it going? I did. I'm very intimidated. <laughs> I would agree. The professor shared a, a video of um, their interview questions um, for like postdoctoral when you're like looking to become faculty, uh-huh. which is not necessarily my track. But listening to him discuss his questions and being like, if you don't have an answer, you probably have no business being a scholar. Oh, and I'm like, I, I never even considered that question before. So that's where that's how it's going. So check back with me next time. But Nathan, uh, you're also taking your class. You're a weekend, right? Yes. Well, three weeks, I guess, by the time this drops. But that is true. Yeah. As of, as of this, I'm a weekend. No, it's been fine. Mostly just discussion boards. But I'm one of those that are like, I want to be a week ahead. Yeah. So I'm sitting here waiting patiently for other <laughs> for people to week's... do their discussion board. <laughs> so that I can air quotes, everybody. So yeah. that I can respond <laughs> to their discussion board. Oh. So they need to hurry up. Yeah, I mean, God. I mean, there's nothing quite like waiting when it's due at 11.59 p.m. Oh, and it's like 11 p.m. And nobody's posted and you're like, everyone's just waiting on each other, I yeah. feel like, at that point. Totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> Those discussion boards are like the bane of my existence, by I the know. way. When I just did my ed lead, that, that's like, you know, a lot of it, right? And I would be like, oh, which one can I respond to? Like, who do I respond? Yeah. I don't know. Those things make me crazy. I don't mind them as Are they on bad. Canvas? No, oh, it's okay. all in whatever. Desire to learn. Oh, okay. That's the Canvas ones are, are crazy because of the way it sorts it. I was always like scrolling to the bottom. It was craziness. Yeah, it's it's still not really very well done, but. Yeah. It's it's good. We're there. using <laughs> old Blackboard at uh, Texas oh, Tech. I had Blackboard at, at one of my schools yep, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Blackboard. I am frustrated with one of my uh, professors right now because oh, you might not want to shout him out on the radio. I won't shout. It, it's, it's a her, but I won't shout oh. her out. Um, because I don't remember her name yet. Oh boy! But <laughs> Doctor I, again, I, got, I sat down last night because everything's done. That's due next Sunday, and so I sat down. I thought, well, I'll go ahead and start looking at what's for the following week. Yeah. And it says, will not open till January 25th. I go, are you kidding me? Oh, locked out. She doesn't is, want you to. I can't even look at it. Feedback. I can see the module, but I can't even look at the work she until January 25th. Feedback. Yeah, man. It's unacceptable. <laughs> not feedback. It should be perfect. You know, come on. I did it. It's perfect. Unacceptable. There is nothing wrong with it. it. Give me it's my perfect. 10 out of 10 and let's move on. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love that. Well, we are super excited to kind of kick off a new series. Um, we've kind of wrapped up our four C's. Um, if you haven't listened to that last podcast with Jenna Hutt and Ryan Miller, it's a good one. Um, it's about, a really good one, guys. They're yes. great. And our future ready designer program here in Prosper. And our Brave New World will kind of still weave some of those thoughts and ideas in and out, but we're kind of wrapping up all that stuff from the first half of the year. So We're still living it. Yeah, well, we are. That's it's just a brave house, old world I've, these days. And my house is, it needs to be a saged, cleaned world, I feel like, at this point. Um, we're actually going to go into a series about something that's near and dear to my heart, uh, which is ISTE, and specifically the ISTE standards. So if you don't know what ISTE is, they're the International Society for Technology and Education. ISTE's better. So that's a long I agree, and title. I think that's why literally everybody just calls it ISTE. Don't and tell Patrick. Like- He'll make us say it all out. Oh! <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Instructional <laughs> technology coaches. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so ISTE, for a long time, was really more... Um, of kind of a cohort of people that were interested in technology, furthering technology. And then they created these standards 
for students, for educators, for coaches. It's evolved a lot over um, the last probably 10 years, I'd say. But one of their biggest claim to fame, claims to fame, is their conferences. So ISTE has been putting on amazing conferences. You're talking 30,000 people attending um, all over the country at some of the best venues and probably one of the most well-run conferences I've ever attended. And I've had the privilege not only to attend ISTE for the last three or four years, but also present at ISTE. And um, I joke, but presenting at ISTE, there was an experience that probably made me the most uncomfortable that I've ever been in in my 15 years in education. So Nathan knows this story, but um, there's something at ISTE if you've ever been. If not, you can actually go on their website and um, watch some of these. They're called Ignites. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, ISTE Ignites are basically a timed presentation. It's five minutes, and it's basically about your passion. So they have different sessions with young educators, with um, people that are in different areas of education, and it's in this kind of huge room with hundreds of people and, you know, whatever. So I get an email from the head of the Young Professionals Network, who I was doing some other work with, and she says to me a couple of years ago, hey, do you want to do an Ignite speech? And if anybody knows me, I'm not one to just like not research things. Yeah. But something in my brain was like, sure. I had no idea what it was. (laughs) I didn't know what that was. But I'm like, oh, fine. Cool. So she sends me the parameters and she's like, okay, so it's a five minute talk. I'm like, oh, I could do five five minutes. minutes. She goes, "Um, and the slides auto advance. You have no control over the slides. You get up on stage, you have five minutes and you sit down. So I'm like, that's stressing me out. Oh, just you saying that. Oh, okay. And then she says, well, it has to be 20 slides. And the 20 slides are. 20 slides. Yeah. However many seconds. I can't do math, but that's not very many. No. And so I start creating this thing, right? And anybody who's ever created professional learning or presentations, you know, usually your slides kind of guide your speaking points, Right. right? You have bullets, you have all these things. But as I started creating it, I was like, oh, man. I will will now be tied to whatever this says. Mm. And if I mess up or if I get off time, yeah, you're done. I'll never recover. So there's a really cool app if you've never heard of it. It's now a desktop version too. It's called Noun Project, which are basically just these black and white images. So mm. I decided I'm gonna do my entire presentation with just pictures. That's right. Cool. And I'm gonna write this ignite speech and I'm just gonna wing it, right? I'm just gonna go. Just going to wing it. Yeah. So in true Nicole fashion. In front of hundreds of people. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I fly to Philly and the night before my Ignite speech, I have like a general idea of what I'm going to say. You're making my heart rate. Yeah, it was. It was through the roof. Mm-hmm. So we go to our practice and I get there and, you know, I still talk to some of the amazing people I met. Caitlin Distiller, if you're out there, I love you. Um, and you know, all my, all these other people show up with like note cards and all the things, right? And we're going through these, pra- and it's full mic. So you're fully mic'd, full stage lights, cameras. They stream it throughout the entire conference center. It's like a big deal. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should have prepared just a little bit more. Um, so I do my practice run. I'm like literally sweating. And when you're standing there, there's a timer in front of you and it's counting down. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's a good feeling. And literally at the end of the time, like they cut you off. There's no talking longer. There's nothing. The music comes on. You're done. It's like the Oscars. It pretty much was. So I was like, okay, all right, here we go. Um, anyway, make a really long story short. I didn't mess up too badly. I brought my phone on stage with my notes, which a bunch of other people did, which helped to keep me on track. Um, But yeah, it was one of the craziest, most amazing, nerve-wracking things I've ever done. 
um but it's really cool what, what is it i mean really that cool sounds experience. cool and i was like I, what a cool way like doing the pictures i think that's cool that yeah cool. what did you talk about um i actually talked about something that i've presented at isti about which is modernizing the use of technology in elar specifically um as a former language arts teacher and somebody who's like a reading nerd i didn't i don't feel i feel like sometimes the technology is not really fully integrated in an English classroom because Agreed. English is traditional in nature, right? Like we want paper books, we want kids to write, we want them to read. And there's not always a creative element or or a transformational reimagined element when using technology. So the, I kind of talked about my passion of a project that I've done where instead of my kids learning argumentative essays, I had them create a commercial where they sold me something unsellable and it had to have all the components that an argumentative essay had, but they didn't know that. So they create this whole commercial, they present it to me, we watch them. And then the next day I come in and say, now take all the components of your commercial and write it in their argumentative essay. Done. So like those kind of things that I wasn't really seeing five, six years ago in language arts. I'm obviously seeing it way more now, Um, but that's what I spoke about. Just modernizing literacy but i think that's really cool like for anybody who's listening who's not familiar with the sd standards like that's okay like we're wanting this this series in the podcast to kind of be an introduction to that so isti has a seven student standards that kind of looks at things like that Mm -hmm. right where it's really using technology in a super impactful way for the students and so this is just our introductory um episode for the series but then we're going to break it down each each episode essentially is going to focus on a student standard and and really break it down for you so you can have a, a better idea because I know it's all very um what's the word I'm looking for it's like overwhelming it's yeah, a lot it's yeah. a lot it like, is and it's kind of like just sort of like in the sky um like pie in the sky a little bit abstract yeah. right yeah yep. exactly um so we're hoping that this will help break it down for you a little bit um so you can understand it but ISTE is really really cool if you just go google mm-hmm. like ISTE yep just Google like it. the ignite things. don't look up my I was, video i was just about to say I was like, is it out I'm, there i'm sure it is, it is. oh it's out homework, there maybe homework. linked in the <laughs> don't show look notes. it up oh my gosh no no um but we are going to kick it off with an awesome interview uh with terry harkey who is the librarian at fur which is one of the elementary schools in prosper and she recently became isti certified which which is incredible exactly so she's going to talk about it but it's a huge accomplishment so we're going to get some insight into what that looks like and what she feels is the value of isti um in general awesome okay and on that note we hope you enjoy yes. our interview with terry enjoy All right, we are very lucky to have Miss Terry Harkey, the librarian of Fur Elementary, with us today. Welcome. 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 Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on the Recharge podcast. We're going to um, talk to Terry today about something that has grown in the last couple of years and has become more universal across the country, and that is the topic of ISTE. ISTE. And you may be wondering, why Terry for ISTE? Yes, but let us tell Terry? you. Why Terry? First off, Terry comes with a lot of really great knowledge on the library and technology. Obviously, she's in the library, but she's also been instructional technology as well, so she has all sorts of knowledge to bring to this topic. But on top of that, she's also ISTE certified recently. So that's amazing. And for anybody that doesn't know, it's a big deal. (laughs) That certification process is no joke, which Terry's going to talk about in a little bit, but it's not something, you know, 
I'm not knocking any other certification program, but it's not something you mm-hmm. go on, you take a test, and you're certified. It is an intensive process that they put people through because it's a big mm-hmm. deal to have that attached Should to give your you name. a master's degree in ISTE. Pretty much. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I feel like it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, tell us, what was that process? So the ISTE process um, started a year and a half ago, actually, um, and there were a couple of us that went down to the to Austin to um, TCEA, which is the Texas um, the Texas version of ISTE, and got trained for two days on how to do the ISTE process. So we did two days of that, and then they sent us on our way, and we had to do five modules. So those five modules consisted of different things, and you could actually pick in the modules which. Um, which activities that you wanted to complete Um, and you did so with a lot of guidance from them and a lot of help and feedback and everything so once you submitted those five modules and got approval then you were on your way to becoming ISTE certified then they turn you loose and you have 25 different standards that you have to provide evidence of so if any, you've ever gotten your, yeah, if any of you have ever gotten your principal certification, it's a lot the same where you have to provide evidence that you've done different things along the way. Um, the difference in the principal's um, certification to me and the ISTE certification was in the principal certification, you had classes that went along with it, mm-hmm. and so you were continually working on stuff. With the ISTE certification, they pretty much just let you go, and you have six months to do it. So um, (laughs) the end of my six months was actually at the beginning of the pandemic. Cool. So everything (laughs) was due. (laughs) Everything was due right at the beginning of the pandemic, which I had been working on and everything. But then, you know, they were in the the pandemic as well, so they just canceled everything. So then everything was due in August. And so then um, I actually submitted my first portfolio in August. And... um, I got 16 out of 25 points, and wow. you've got to have 20 points to oh, get bummer. to, um, <laughs> I was like, to wow. actually <laughs> <Darn>. to be <laughs> ISTE certified. And so then um, they give it back to you, and you've got another three or four months to get it done. So took another wow. three or four months, did those nine standards again, and really thought, because I, I was really overthinking some stuff, mm-hmm. because it was like provide evidence that you ha- um or doing a digital classroom. And so I was doing all this very elaborate stuff. Well, all they needed was a copy of the fact that I had Google Classroom. Oh, wow. Okay. So I had to kind of um, go back and really think exactly what they were asking. Yeah. So it was, it, was a, it was a tough road. It took me a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. That's a process. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. So once you get your SC certification, what's the process for keeping the certification? Is it you're just certified forever or is it a... A returning process. So it's a returning process. Um, I'm certified through 2024. Oh, so wow. it's a three-year certification. And since this is such a new program, the first round of people that need to be recertified, that hasn't happened yet. And so I'm not sure that they've really determined exactly what that's going to look like. They have said that you're not going to have to go redo the whole thing. I was thing. just going to ask you yeah. that. I was like, are you yeah. going to do all of that again? They've said years, that you're yeah. not going to have to do it all again. But um, I, I don't think that they have come up with exactly what that's going to look like yet. Because, like I said, the first round of people that got it done um, haven't come up for recertification yet. Makes it's sense. A pretty new, it's a pretty new certification. Yeah. Yeah. That's really Very cool. cool. Very cool. Why did you, Terry, what was your kind of thought in getting certified? Was there a reason you wanted to get certified? Yeah, so I've been to the ISTE conference 
um, on numerous times and just loved it. Um, ISTE is just a community of people that are very, very into instructional technology and they are so helpful. I totally agree. Um, (laughs) And I've I've gotten, I've been Google certified. I've got Book Creator Ambassador. I've got all these ambassadorships, Mm -hmm. um, Osmo Ambassador, Swivel Ambassador, but I'm always looking at how to better my craft and see what I can do, you know, what's the next thing that's gonna help me be better for the kids and the teachers. And so I did this at a time when I was opening a new school, which it would be, you know, you would think, oh my gosh, why did you think about doing that? But I was very strategic in doing that because I knew that I wanted to open the new school um, with intention in the way that I did instructional technology. And so it was the perfect time to really um, jump into this and do it because I wanted to think about how I was doing stuff at FER. I love that. That, so, that makes a lot of sense, sort of like embedding that culture into it. You know, absolutely. you start off like that, and that's just the expectation everyone yep. then has. So, I mean, while it, it sounds overwhelming at first, you're like, I opened a new school yeah. and took on this essential master's degree. It's like, good for you. Yeah. Like, your motivation was right in that. I think that's really cool. And but sometimes like said, those things mesh together so well because yep. you're already yeah. in that mindset of, yes. like, recreation. So your brain can kind of yeah. stay there. It was just total recreation of how I did things in the library and how I collaborated with the teachers and what that looked like as far as technology goes. Um, so it was really the perfect time, although it was kind of a crazy <laughs> time. Too. That's okay. That's okay. I will say if you haven't been in, in Terry's library, and I've been into several of her libraries as far as Folsom, Light Farms, and I've also been in Fur. I've had the privilege of working with her for a while. Um, she is very innovative in the way that she uses things in her library. She has a 3D printer, the 3D printing club that kids love that they're, they're working on, and she's very intentional about how. And if something comes up that... Um, we're like, hey, we want to try this out. Is somebody willing? She's always the first to volunteer and, and give it a, a try. So that's kudos. And those experiences you're creating for those kids and your teachers are amazing. So and I think it's interesting it. with ISTE, you know, to Terry's point, you know, I've been going to that conference for a couple of years also. And the amazing thing about ISTE is anybody there will meet you where you're at, which you don't find in my opinion, at very many tech conferences specifically. Usually it's either pretty entry level or kind of like a, you know, I would say like a decent user of technology, but advanced usage of technology at a conference, it's usually hard to kind of find those sessions and Mm -hmm. things that kind of push the envelope beyond what everybody's kind of been doing. And I think ISTE does a really good job of trying to push the envelope all the time. And tech's been kind of stagnant for a little while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're one of the only conferences that I feel like there's something for everybody, no matter kind so of where you're awesome. at. And it, it, ISTE, it's interesting, too, because some of the best conversations and some of the coolest things that I've learned have been sitting on the floor outside of a yes, classroom. It's the best part. <laughs> because everybody just gathers, and you can just mm-hmm. walk up and go, hey, what are y'all talking about? And then you're in the fold. And then yep. you're one of them, and they pull you in, and they get you excited wow. about whatever they're talking about, too. So, that is so, so cool. true. I was yeah. going to say, that's hard to find well anywhere you know it's when you hear about ISTE it's intimidating I mean I'm sure Terry can speak to this too it's 30,000 people and Mm -hmm. you imagine this kind of very elite group of you know tech gurus as we call them the ed tech celebrities of the world and (laughs) but but they're all so nice that's it it is the most approachable (laughs) um collaborative environment they actually set up areas where people will sit and talk but also everywhere in the hallways there are a million events after the expo hall i mean you are collaborating all day every day for the entire conference yeah it's awesome 
That's it's great. really a cool. The other neat thing about being SC certified is you're invited kind of into the inner circle. Mm -hmm. And so there's an inner community of just ISTE certified educators, which I, you know, since I just got this, I'm just starting to kind of dip my toes into, but it's, but it's going to be cool to see kind of what I can learn through that too. That's that's awesome. How do you see this transferring out into the larger scope of the classroom. So obviously you're doing a lot of these things in the library, you're modeling a lot of these things, you're working with the teachers. How do you see ISTE in general, the standards and that kind of thing making its way into kind of the everyday life of students? Well, I think being in the library, affords a great opportunity for me to affect teachers and students. Mm -hmm. And so um, they can come into the library and learn about how to do stuff, and then they can go back and recreate it through a different project in their classroom. So there's very much, uh, you know, a lot of collaboration that goes on, but there's also um, just working with the kids and getting them excited about stuff. And then, you know, a project comes up and the the teacher goes, okay, I want you to do a poster. And the kid goes, well, can I do (laughs) a Chatterpix kids? Or can I do, can I 3D print something, you know, and and show. And so then the teachers are like, oh, yeah. I mean, what teacher's going to say no to that? So um, it's cool to me to see how the innovation that takes place in the library is spreading back into the classrooms. Because the teachers come in and see it. The teachers stay with their classes. Right. They come in and see what's going on but then they can also go back and and do that in their classroom and it's so interesting after having the conversation with Jenna and Ryan last week and we were talking about like how do we get that future ready idea and space down into elementary but from the sounds of it it's already happening yeah so that's awesome because that's exactly what we were talking about is once the kids are the driver of that and they're the ones making those suggestions there's no stopping them because then there's no barriers anymore yep for those kind of kids I think that's awesome very cool Anything else you want to tell us about the process, where you're going to go from here, other than learning from those other ISTE? That's pretty cool, that little cohort of ISTE. I I think it is. I think it's going to be neat. Um, You know, just continuing to think about just being more intentional about everything that I do. You know, we've got Upstander Week coming up, and it's going to look different this year to me than last year because of just the the information that I have Mm. um, Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff, some of the portfolio stuff that I've already turned in. um, It's going to look different because everything that I do, I go back to those ISTE standards and say, how can I take this to the next level? I love that. I do too. And what I love, and like you said, kudos to Terry, I mean, I think for all of us, you know, just not maybe as long, but the rest of the team that's sitting here has been in education for a number of years. And I think, baby. It's, I think it's easy um, when technology comes easy to you or you're someone that can kind of handle those things to sometimes fall into a rut where you're kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I can do that. Where The kids are doing cool stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's cooler than what other people are doing. But kudos to you for kind of continuing to push that envelope because I think it's certainly not something you have to be doing, but it's something you enjoy. And the kids and teachers and the district at large is benefiting greatly from that. It is absolutely something I do enjoy because I just, I mean, I get stuck in a rut and I don't want to be stuck in a rut. So I just continually challenge myself. But I feel like with the kids of today, if we're not challenging them to figure out the next thing, then they're going to be behind. It's so true. And even the younger kids. I mean, my, my whole philosophy in the library is if the kids don't love being in the library by the time they leave elementary, they're probably not going to develop that love. And that can be through 3d printing. It can be through 
books. I mean, we read a lot. I have book clubs, but I will do anything that I can do to get a kid excited about learning. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like you make me I know. so excited. I don't think I can say anything. I know. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Just like it the up. mic. It's perfect. <laughs> Terry argue with the mic drop. I know, right? <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting with us today and sharing us your experience with the ISTE certification and all of that. That's awesome. And you make also me want to go get certified. Yeah. Right. So I was going to yeah, say, if anybody's interested, I, I know. contact me. I'd be glad to help you uh, yeah. mentor you through this whole crazy I like process. I talked to Patrick about it, but now with a doctorate, I just, uh, I know. Yeah. I just, now I don't want doctorate. I started classes you don't today. Want to start that and I'm, either. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm a week ahead of you. No, yeah. Just sit over here with no doctorate. Oh my God. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So you have Dr. No Rame, Dr. Smith and Nicole. Oh, wow. All right, guys. <laughs> See you now. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah, really. We... It's just, I'm going to come back and it's going to be Delilah and the Doctor podcast. I can't wait. No more recharge with a capital E D. No, it's fine. It's no, fine. Capital D R. Guys, tweet to save me. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> you know we love you. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, speaking of doctors, we like to end our podcast with a very famous quote by Dr. Bradley, which I'm sure you you already in your mind. I mean, it's three words. Don't prop the door. Yeah, she knows it. Dr. Bradley, so I win something? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Don't prop the doors, guys. Yeah. Stay safe. I mean, that's it. I think we just end on that. That's it. Perfect. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks.